Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce, hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome into South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94 WIP and Jack Daniels, Ashley Sullivan, and Almaviani here at practice. It was supposed to be practice. Practice has been canceled, but we heard from general manager Danny Breer this morning recapping all of his comments, all the news that's going on with the Flyers right now, as well as a three-game losing streak. So, Al, let's start with what everyone is wondering. I was talking about the news on Carter Hart, who has requested a leave of absence from the team. The Flyers have granted him that leave of absence. We just heard from general manager Danny Briere, and he does not know how long this absence will be. He has said he doesn't know what it is for, and it is very clear Flyers cannot say too much about this situation right now. Yeah, neither can really, because until, until we know absolutely, it's irresponsible to go out. But let's just say that it's very potentially very, very serious mm-hmm. and very long term. Um, so, I mean, you can't, you can't come out and you have to make sure you have everything perfect before you can say anything. So at this point, all indications are, and just speaking with people are that this will be uh, not a short term firm thing, a very serious situation that Carter Hart's involved in. Yes. And the Flyers are handling it very seriously and it does not seem like it is going to be just a week long thing. And every time you, you ask about the Carter Hart situation, Everything is pointed towards Sam Erson, and that's the way it has to be right now because the Flyers, for as long as they know, Carter Hart is not coming back t- tomorrow. Sam Erson's the guy, and he's going to have to be the guy for the time being. Yeah, he is, and he's been playing really well. So this is a tremendous opportunity for him to take it and run with it, if you will. But there's a big difference, Ashlyn, between being in the hot guy, like a quarterback. Yeah, Everybody wants to, Everyone wants to be the quarterback, right? Yeah. And then you're the guy, and everything gets more serious. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be a, a different mental grind mm-hmm. for Arison now. He seems like the type that can certainly deal with it. And don't forget, um, you know, Hart's been here a long time, yeah. six years. Yeah. And you play a certain way. You get to know him. You know what he does. It's a, there's a, there's a comfort zone um, with him, what he was going to do. So Arison's now going to have to be that guy. So fortunately, you wonder if they hadn't been sort of prepping for, for what's been going on here, but Arison getting more and more, more and more stuff. Mm-hmm. And he looks very comfortable and very capable of doing it right now. The problem is going to be the workload is going to, I don't want to say double, but increase rapidly. Right. And Danny Bear was asked about that. Were you, were you assuming this Carter Hart situation was going to come out? Therefore, you gave Sam Arison more starts to be ready. And I believe him when he says this, where it was strictly a hockey decision. And you could see it blatantly just watching the game. Sam Arison was playing so well, he does more ice time. This investigation aside, I think even if this investigation didn't happen, Sam Arison would still be getting the starts. He'd be getting some, um, obviously many. And don't forget, Carter Hart was ill. Yeah. Um, he would, had whatever stresses he's been under, I may have affected his health mm-hmm. uh, to see what's going on. So now it's a case, it's a case of it's pointless for a team to look backwards or sideways. You just have to look forward. And looking forward, it's it's Arison and goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, backup goaltenders now become, you know, you know they whoever's going to come in now and, and back them up just so that you don't slide back too much. And it, it's you wonder about, you know, you say, you know, 
why can't you have nice things or whatever? Like you had a situation with two goalies. It was, it was like, wow, this is really, this is unbelievable for the Flyers. And now you get smacked in the face with this stuff. Yeah, this is why you can't have nice things for too long. And Car- or Danny Breyer was asked about Sam Harrison. And, and I love what he said. He was asked, do you believe he can be the guy, the number one guy? He said, definitely. This is a starting caliber goalie. They have that right now. They did say they need to protect him. He's still developing. He can't, and that's why I'm really curious how they do this, how they balance this, because Cal Peterson, we haven't seen a ton of him. Can't expect Sam Harrison to get the rest of the starts the year, because that would just be too much to go from what he's playing now to to every seat. No, but I can expect three out of four. Or I, what I would expect is, unless it's back to back, I would expect Harrison. Yeah. That that's how much he's going to be relied upon here. That is crazy big difference for the Flyers right now. So speaking of Dare, we're going to throw to some of his comments. This is his mid-season check-in. So he talked about the Carter Hart situation, but really this was scheduled before this investigation was taking place. So let's see what he had to say. So we are aware of this morning's press reports on the various, uh, um, very serious matter. We will respond appropriately when the outcomes of the investigations are made public. The NHL has been very clear that teams should refer all investigation-related questions to them. In the meantime, members of the organization, including Flyers players, will, will not be commenting any further. So um, that's all we can say at the moment, um, unfortunately. Questions? Danny, um, that said, before Carter left, seemed like you were doing the goalie rotation and was no longer a clear starter. Can you address whether his um, leave of absence is related to um, this? And can you address how you think he was playing at the time and whether the ancillary stuff affected his play? I don't know. Um, I, I really can't tell because we, we don't know anything. We're not aware of anything. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. That's that's all we know. Um, what I can tell you is Sam Erson has played extremely well, um, has earned the right to more ice time. Um, you know, and uh, you know, we're excited by our goaltending we're doing, especially uh, the way Sam played and came up and you know won some big games for us. Did Carter give you any indication that? He did not. I, I know you obviously are limited in terms of what you can say. Um, that said, if Carter is ultimately involved in the investigation, do you have a plan in place as to how the organization will respond and, and if Carter Hart will still be deemed as someone you want to stay in the organization? I cannot comment on, on that at this time. Um, uh, we will be waiting for guidance from the league on that. Can you address Carter's play independent of the investigation and the leave of absence? Um, we expected Carter Hart to you know, continue his ascent, and that didn't seem to be yeah. a development issue. Yeah, Carter Hart was having a, a very good season up to this point. I mean, you know, this is a team that's been up, down, it's probably up, um, overachieved, I guess, to a certain extent. How does having a key cog? here, not here, you know, affect how you go forward? Building this yeah, we, we don't know. Like we don't know um, what's going to happen. 
with Carter. Uh, now the team has put themselves in, in a great situation. Um, that's, that's the exciting part. The other exciting part is that Sam Erson has really taken a big step forward. Um, you know, and uh, we'll have to protect him as, as much as we can. He's still developing. He's still a good young goalie, um, you know, uh, getting better and better. So we'll have to be careful. But uh, we're exciting, uh, excited, sorry, that, uh, uh, you know, his play and, and that he can carry us moving forward until we know a little bit more on, uh, you know, Carter's situation. Do you have any concerns about how it might affect the team, the team's play, the, the morale inside the locker room, and the environment. Anything like yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I haven't been to that point yet. Are you operating under the assumption that Carter will be unavailable for an extended period of time? Um, I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry. So you've got a no timeline whatsoever about when any of this will, you know, no. At this time, um, we're going Sam Erson. Um, we know for this week, Sam Erson and Cal Peterson will be our two goalies. Danny, obviously, you in the off season, you acquired a goaltender. You signed Erson to a two-year contract extension. You kept Sandstrom here for a while. Were those moves done, um, knowing in mind that this was potentially? Uh, no, no. The uh, you know one thing we wanted to to do was bolster our goaltending position. Um, you know, you saw last summer we drafted two good young goaltenders with our second and third round picks. Um, you know, we we believe in developing goaltenders. Goal um, you know, Cal came in in, in the trade. Um, we felt you know Carter was the number one. We felt that Felix and and Sam and Cal were all good options um, to carry us forward. They were all goalies that can come and and play some games um, as well. So that's that That was the belief. That was the mindset going into it is let's make sure we have strong goaltending, um, you know, in in front of a young team, um, a lot of young players on, on the roster. That was the idea behind it. So Danny Breer, I credit him for dealing with an impossible situation. He has been excellent this year, and a lot of stuff has happened with the Flyers. We joke they have been very, very newsworthy, and Danny Breer has handled himself professionally, confidently, and really just speaks to you like a human being and is very understanding. And when I walked, left that press conference, it was very clear to me they're going to be sellers, sellers in this deadline. And they talked about how they're not going to spend assets to push to make the playoffs this year. It's just not the spot they're in. And I know fans want that. You know, you want to go get the all-star guy this year to help this year. And Danny Breer kind of crushed everyone's dreams, dreams that won't be happening right now. Yeah, actually, I think some people though do look toward a, a rebuild and mm -hmm. let's keep our focus on the future of this team. So I don't think there'll be that many people upset that they, that they won't trade a kid or a future. Mm -hmm. But the veterans are what I think some people might not want to part with that they very well may part with, with yeah. depending on where they are in this situation going toward the playoffs. Because there will be some pieces that other teams want. And he was young. I have to say, for Danny Breer, to be in this position for as short a time as he's been. Just got here. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, with Krug, he had a family situation that he dealt with. He dealt with uh, Cutter Gauthier. And now he's dealing now Hart. And now, like, now he's dealing. And he, when you have John Tortorella as a coach, there's always something <laughs> going, going on. And, and now, you know, now it's a situation of what are you going to do with the trade deadline? It's almost like, 
he he got saddled with a team. It's a nice situation, be better than people thought, but it puts you in a whole new perspective on what's going on. Yep. And he's handled everything really well. I mean, nothing uh, that there's been any sort of edge to him coming in, arrogance coming in. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. It's like, I have to ask these questions. This is what I can say. And he does it all in a way that, okay, we understand that. And he's pretty open about things yeah. I mean, as much as he can. Can't be, look, the league is involved in whatever is going on in other, in other situations here. And he just can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But when he can, he's been pretty open and candid about how they're dealing with everything. And well, it's been an impressive first go round. Yeah with all this stuff happening to come up with a team, team like this. And it's like, okay, we've got this situation with our goaltender. We're just going to, we're going to go this way. Yeah. We've brought this goalie along, Airson along. Now we're just going to go in this direction. And it doesn't, there's no panic. And it seems like everybody is um, on board with it from the locker room to the coaching staff. It's like, okay, this is the way we're going to go. And, and there's nothing adversarial um, about it. And a lot of torts, but I can only imagine John Tortorella dealing with some of the situations that Danny's had to deal with yeah. because he can, yeah, he's more of an emotional guy. He's a different type of guy. Yeah, nothing wrong of, with that. But to have those two, two with Jones, he's sort of all working together with Hilferty. It's been an impressive run so far. Yeah. Well, you see why they click, right? Knowing all of them personally, you see why Torts, Briere, Jonesy, how they couldn't all have the same, same personnel. It simply would not work. No. And, and to have this chemistry, um, experiment go on with everything that's happened and to see how nothing's blown up yeah it's yeah. it's uh because you know you, you look at it the whole carter gochez thing was a huge story could have blown and up just just went smoothly yeah. through in the fan base fan bases yeah you're right so he, he's really he really has directed everything toward the fan base yeah he has been incredibly impressive especially today dealing with a near impossible situation. And he was asked as well about the, about the locker room. And this is something we've been speculating on for months. How are you possibly going to break up this locker room with how tight it is, how well they're doing? If they're pushing for a playoff spot, how could you possibly sell a crucial piece? And Danny really said point, point blank, the locker room knows what we're doing. And they were told from the jump that we're going to be selling guys most likely. And it's just something that they have to deal with at this point. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because they're really a tight group and, I did get the sense, though, that Searler might be safer okay. than we thought at the beginning of the year. Be a good piece. And I'm not so sure Walker uh, yeah. to see what's going, what's going on because defensemen that they picked up, I mean, really, when you look at it, their defense is now because Drysdale's been very good early returns, mm -hmm. but obviously can really fly. York is 50% 50, 50 than I thought defensively coming in. He he's, was the main thing in that press conference. Oh, I couldn't really? stop talking about him. Yeah. Oh, he's been great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Risto has been far better than a lot of people expected coming in. Yep. So, I mean, I think they're in a pretty good spot now where, where they can have a piece like that. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Trade deadline, not till March, but there's going to be a lot of conversations of what the Flyers team is going to do until then. And now we recap a three game losing streak. There was also hockey going on this week after all of this stuff going on and a three game losing streak, Colorado, Ottawa, Tampa Bay lightning. And as we recap these losses, Colorado and lightning lightning to me, very similar losses because the Flyers played well and the op opposition was incredibly talented. A lot of offense, Ottawa, Hey, no other way to put it. Bad loss. One of the worst losses of the season. Yeah, that was a bad loss. That was the, that was that game sandwiched in between between all Callan, McCarr, McK yep. you know, McKinnon, and then you come in with Kucherov and Stamkos with Tampa, and they're on a roll. And Vasilevsky, their goaltender. So that that really hurt the the Ottawa loss. But what 
I think what you really had to wonder about was the bad penalties they took against Tampa because they probably could have pulled that game out. They came back against it, but they just took too many penalties coming in, coming into that game, and that really hurt. So I think even though Ottawa was the one you said we should have had, man, they had their chances to come back against Tampa Bay there, but they but they just didn't give that power play, and they weren't good penalties either. Yeah. And I think that's what Tortorella was so frustrated about. Yeah, and if you clean that up, you're encouraged with the way they played against Colorado and Tampa. They found their game back, especially Tampa, to fight their way back from, back from a three deficit. And now you have two games remaining before the All-Star break on the road in Detroit and then home against the Boston Bruins. And Al and I said this after the Flyers had that huge win, probably the biggest win of the season against Dallas, Dallas. At, at home. We had many players saying that was a statement win, biggest win of the season. You feared now you're sliding down the mountain. <laughs> they, they, they are sliding down, but they have a chance to boop, pop right back up. If you lose these two games, that's a slide. It is. I was worried after that Dallas game. We said after the game where they were at the top of the mountain. Now what's going to happen? Yeah. Because you got to keep your, you have to keep your edge. I thought they did. They did come back in games, but I do think that there was a drop off just in terms of their uh, turnovers. They turned the puck over, and this is huge now because Detroit is a very good team right team right now. And they're they're right with Tampa, yeah, and you know fighting. everybody's fighting for that playoff spot. And Boston's Boston way better than anybody thought when the coming into the season mm -hmm. so this could be this is the this is what you absolutely want to avoid a, a fine slide mm. into an all-star break to you know it's just it would just be a horrible way to end what's been a really wonderful first half of the year right and what you can't have happen because these questions are already occurring and, and i don't see it i don't think you see it either with this group people are asking well look at all this distraction going on look at all this going on around the flyers outside this rink I fear if the Flyers do lose these games, that's what people will pin it on. I, I don't believe that's the case. I don't think so. I don't think that that's the case. That would be the case at all. I think it's what's going on on the ice. The, the fact that they've had to play 11, 11 7, um, yeah. do stuff like that to try to get a guy like Atkinson going, and which they managed to do. So I, I don't think that it would be uh, a distraction. In in fact, in Erson's case, they played better at many times with Erson there. And, you know, Brink gets sent down. Well, how many players have been sent down here? So I mean, it's like, just, it's it goes back. I mean, yeah. yeah, it goes back, down, up, up, down. And they come back better for it. So I don't find this would be a viable excuse at all that there's a distraction here. Yeah, and you got to think, this Flyers team I've always thought all year, and Sean Couturier was talking about this, that in he joke, they're too good for their own good. And that's <laughs> a great thing when they're winning because this Flyers team, when you get one win, they believe they can go win 10. So yeah. I've always thought, okay, if you can beat Detroit on Thursday, you can beat Boston as well, as well. You can make them feel better. Oh, no, they don't. That's the difference in these losses. Previous seasons, if they got behind a Tampa three to nothing, they'd be done for. Oh man, you were thinking, let's get out of the building because this could get ugly. This could be seven one, seven two, eight three, whatever. Ever. Yeah. No, they come back in the game. Same thing with Colorado. Mm -hmm. Come back in the third period. There's a huge difference, if you want to say difference in losses or whatever. There's an enormous difference because they've come back against these really good teams, confident, confident that they skate with anybody. Yeah, and we've been seeing it. The Flyers looking to get right two games remaining before this All-Star break. Thanks for tuning in to Supperly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels. We'll see you later on this week.